When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is May 21st, 2018. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Joined as uh, joined as always by Mr. Raj Giri. We got uh, some people coming along here. May 21st, 2018, a date that will live in infamy for two reasons. Uh, one, the Fox deal was announced today. And we'll have Brandon Thurston coming along to talk about the billion-dollar five-year commitment Fox is making to the WWE. A uh, date that will also go down in history is the day we uh, heard from Bobby Lashley's sisters in perhaps the worst segment since old day uh, Alexa Bliss, I think. Yeah, that <laughs> your life was pretty uh Bailey, this is your life was pretty terrible. Oh, that was tough tonight. And isn't it weird though? Like Raj, let me tell you what you think of this theory. When the WWE has a day like today where the stocks at an all-time high billion dollar deal gets mainstream media coverage i think vince mcmahon just has some extra pep in his step and says you know what whatever we're doing is working just fine guys yeah <laughs> that's what Keep i tweeted going. i said yeah. uh that's exactly what i tweeted it just seems like they know they can put whatever they want on the air and they're going to make a ton of money so uh that, that's what they did man this was a. Uh, I, I don't know if it, it, the Sammy thing was terrible. Um, yes. There's nothing else on the show. I thought that was necessarily bad, uh, but it was just boring. Yeah, yeah, it was just dull. It was there. Nothing, nothing happening. It's nothing moving. It was just watching paint dry for three hours. So, um, yeah. And then it, it is what it was. The first hour I thought was the best and, and just kept going downhill that, after that. Like where we had the same match for the entire first hour? <laughs> At least that was better than the rest of it. And for a while, I thought they were just going to keep that as a theme. Like, we're just going to keep adding another guy to the match every half an hour. <laughs> and it turns into a six-man. Yeah, absolutely. Man. By the end of the night, it's it's a battle royal. You know? uh, yeah, that was, uh, oh, man. It was just boring. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you, it, it's weird. Yeah, you hear, uh, you know, all this crazy news. Um and uh and then you get the you know all this uh, great news for wwe and this is what you get yeah so uh brandon howard thurston is going to be coming along to talk about the financials of this deal matt morgan matt's gonna be with us tonight yeah he's uh having a couple issues right now so i'm working with him getting and he's gonna overcome those issues the same way roman reigns overcomes adversity every week to be the strongest guy in the company Hey, he didn't. Uh, he didn't win tonight. So, well, it's something. I mean, his team won, but <laughs> I mean, Seth has been getting more wins than Roman. Oh, Seth's biggest star in the company right now, babyface wise. Probably he gets uh, the best reactions. Yeah, yeah, man. <sighs> it's so weird too because they get this mainstream media coverage today, all these stories, and you think lots more people are going to be tuning in. All eyes are on the WWE. What are they going to do to sort of show that they're worth all this money? And then tonight, tonight happens. Huh. I don't yeah. know. Well, they didn't say they're going to, uh, you said WWE has been saying they're going to restart no. the company. No, no, no. I'm saying is that you think on a night like tonight with all these extra eyes on them, 
all oh, these people tuning in. Maybe it just had a curiosity. What's the WWE up to that makes it worth a billion dollars for, for the B show to go to yeah. Fox on Fridays? Yeah, I don't think uh, there's going to be that many extra viewers tonight, but uh, <laughs> in the industry, but, perhaps. It, yeah, I mean, it's it was what it was. Yeah, let's uh, I mean, let's get to that. So let's yeah, breeze let's... through this raw review. Matt's rebooting his phone. He should be on right after that. And, uh, and let's, yeah, let's jump. Actually, it. you know, before we do that, let's take a moment and thank the sponsor of this episode, SeatGeek. Which let me tell you, Raj, last night for me was better than tonight was. Last night, I went and saw Weird Al Yankovic in concert. He played all original songs, no parodies. Ah, that sounds like it would suck. <laughs> well, did you listen to those albums as a kid? You know, I love I love the parodies. Yeah, but he had great original songs like "Dare to Be Stupid," "One More Minute," uh, the theme to UHF. Uh, there are a lot of them. The night Santa went crazy. Uh, so I got my tickets for this. I heard about this tour late. That Weird Al was doing this, and what do you know? Uh, you know, tried a couple different places. Tickets were sold out. Seat Geek to the rescue. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It is by far the easiest way I found to shop for tickets. I could be anywhere. And like in this case, just a few taps, I instantly found seats for Weird Al. They were the only place that had tickets for the show in Napa last night. And I used SeatGeek to buy the tickets. I got a great deal. I was in the third row right off to the side of the stage. I, I could just see his perm glistening, although it's a little <laughs> more relaxed now. Uh, but there I was, Weird Al in concert, SeatGeek to the rescue. And what I love about it is that SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. They save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find you amazing deals. So it's like one of those travel sites that looks at all the different sources says, hey, here's the best price, here's the best value, boom. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, sports, concerts, comedy, the theater, professional wrestling, and more. And best of all, our listeners can get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code INC today. That's promo code INC for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. You know it. You love it. You heard of us talk about it. Uh, Rogers used it. Football tickets, Lady Gaga, Bon Jovi. Uh, we're rangy folks, people. We go to a lot of different events, and SeatGeek has the hookup. Download that app, save $20 on your first purchase. Just enter the promo code INC, and we thank SeatGeek for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Yeah, man. So, uh, after last night, I was like, okay, time to get back into wrestling mode. And then Raw happened. Uh, starting off the show, Kurt Angle coming out. Man, so how did this go down? Refresh me on the, uh, my memory on this. So we had Stephanie come out to interrupt Kurt. Then Roman came out. Then Kevin Owens came out. And then it devolved into a match. Well, how do you think this ranked? Uh, do you think maybe this was a bit of a play on fan expectations by having Stephanie McMahon come out? Thought maybe they were going to reference something about this deal, this media attention, but it said she was talking about overseeing the contract signing between Nine Jacks and Ronda Rousey. No, I mean, they never talk about the, yeah. the TV deals on TV. You know, they never mention them. Um, so, I mean, I just assumed it's her wanting to be, you know, in the angle with Rousey and, you know, uh, she must be involved. So, yeah, uh, there she was. I mean, you know, dressing down Kevin Owens, uh, you know, and she's not going to, he's not going to get any revenge, you know, in return, but um, yeah, I, I mean, it was what it was. So yeah, Kurt Angle, uh, Stephanie basically telling him she's kind of taken over tonight 
Um, she's going to handle the Ronda Rousey Nia Jax contract signing. Uh, mentioned Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns came out uh, somewhere in there. Gender. Did gender attack during the segment? I'm, I'm already. Uh, that he was came during, out the during the match. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just kind of kind of nothing. It set up Roman and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens came out. He was great. I thought he was really good here. And um, that was about it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting having Kevin go head-to-head with Roman. I mean, we know Roman and Jinder is the feud. That's what they're doing at the live events. Thought maybe they were mixing things up, but then Seth Rollins came out. I actually would love to see Kevin Owens in another uh, feud with Seth Rollins. I think that could be really cool. But it looks like they're going back to his... Uh, well, actually, I was going to say they're yeah doing the Intercontinental Open Challenge next week, but that's going to be against Jinder Mahal. So maybe we'll see the four of these guys kind of mixing it up for the foreseeable future in storyline. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they just they didn't want to have Roman versus gender. Makes sense. So, um, yeah, you know, since they're doing that at the pay per view, yeah. absolutely, man. So, uh, yeah, so Roman won that match by DQ because Jinder Mahal with Sunil Singh came out, and then back from the commercial break, turned it into a tag match um, because Seth, Seth Rollins had come out. So it was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens and Jinder Mahal with Seth getting the blackout pin for the win in that match, and this went on for like. 50 minutes of the show, maybe the entire first hour. Between yeah, this was pretty much the first hour. Rollins looked good. Him and uh, Reigns looked good, too. I mean, Reigns, Rollins, Owens, I mean, these guys can go. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good match. But, yeah, it was the whole first hour. No real uh, no real implications. Jinder Mahal came out, interfered, attacked Roman. Um, but, yeah, it was it was just kind of it's kind of nothing, but it was an entertaining match. I think Seth, you know, I've been saying this. I, I posted on Twitter, and no one disagreed with me uh, when I said I think Seth should be the one to beat Brock, like I mentioned on the podcast. And then Roman turns heel, cashes in on Seth, and and wins the title, and that's your big feud. And you got your top baby face in Seth, your top heel in Roman. Lesnar out of the picture for a while. Uh, I think that would be money. I think that I'll would watch turn, that. I would, yeah. I think that would uh, really heat things up and and light a spark. Well, what do you make of Roman? What, what do you say that quote in response to Steve Austin about, you know, turning him heel? I mean, Roman kind of trying to walk the line a little bit with the reaction he's getting. Now, notice tonight to Stephanie, he said, you know, I'll go back there and beat up every superstar you care about. That's not really a babyface threat to make. Yeah, I mean, it's I think the problem is it's just what it is now. And every time WWE is forcing trying to get fans to cheer them, uh, it just causes the opposite reaction. So the fans are kind of beyond the point of where they're going to change their mind and start cheering Romans. So uh, either you just keep going with it and have them booed and just you, you get this weird, that same reaction where you don't need to do that. With Cena, it made sense because he does all that charity work and he's so in the public eye with the Make-A-Wish and, and all that kind of stuff. With Roman, you don't have that. So there's no real reason not to turn him. Um, but for whatever reason, Vince feels like they want like that top, uh, you know, John Cena, the rock superstar, you know, and, you know, they're, they're baking on it. Reigns being that guy, even though he's at least not at this point, he's not. And Rollins probably isn't either, but at least he's kind of like on that level of like a Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart. He's a big star, maybe not a rock Steve Austin kind of guy, but definitely a top guy that fans like and, and can move tickets. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's the way they should go, and and it would freshen Roman up, and um and 
I think fans would get a lot, a whole new, uh, a whole deal of respect for Roman uh, with it. Yeah. Could you I imagine thinking, that response? Like, oh my God. Seth wins the title. You know, fans are going crazy, beats Brock. And then Roman's music hits and, you know, he cashes in the money in the bank. R- granted, he's, you know, all the slots are full. They could always find a way to, you know, get someone out of it, though. Yeah. Hey, I'm in favor of it. And I think back, um, I almost tweeted this night, but I was like, oh, it's a little too snarky. But this idea, it's like, remember? Nope. Hey, Glenn, you. <laughs> Glenn dropped there. Uh, so I guess. Um... I'll take it over for for now. And Matt, so Matt is having technical issues still, and so is Glenn. So that was uh, weird. Oh, the hangout there you just are. decided without my uh, interference that it just needed to refresh. Um, <laughs> but no, remember that two weeks where Roman was like really interesting in the build up to WrestleMania when he was calling out Brock and he had the confrontation with Vince McMahon and he got you know kicked out off the show. It was the week before the U.S. Marshal yeah. stunt happened. Like that was a good two weeks. Yeah, yeah, but the fans weren't really cheering him. Still, I mean, uh, they they made up their minds on it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's tough. It's tough, man. I don't know what they're gonna do about it because with John Cena, the booze, I th- just feel like there's a difference. I mean, I don't think anyone like sincerely hates John Cena. I feel like the Cena sucks is kind of in Kurt Angle territory no, that's now, but they did for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, there was yeah. a long time, but with yeah. Roman, I just don't see any glimmer that we're getting to that uh, that stage in the game. And he's uh, a big star for sure. It's oh, just, absolutely. He's just not uh, what they want. They want him to be this the top babyface, and he gets booed every week. So, yeah. and he gets cheered on a lot of the house shows when they go to the smaller towns, and it's not the TV crowd. Um, but but anyway, there's a simple solution and they're not going with it. Yeah. And, uh, then after that segment, you were rewarded for sticking through that first hour with Sami Zayn bringing out Bobby Lashley's sisters. I was looking forward to this because I knew this was either going to be surprisingly really good or a complete train wreck. It was the latter. It was the latter. If it was actually his sisters, this could have been good. There could have been something there. I, I would have given it complete benefit of the doubt, but the second when the when the first sister came out, I'll be honest, it was three indie wrestlers dressed in drag. When the first one came out, I wasn't sure. I was kind of like, okay, he's very comes from a very muscular sort of athletic family. But then the second one with the mustache came out, kind of tipped you off. Yeah, this sucked. This yeah, I mean, this sucked yeah. before they even got to the ring. Like just bringing them out, and then you're you just could feel the audience groaning. You know, you could just feel that collective groan and like, oh, this shit. It was the the feeling you got. Sami Zayn's entrance and exit were very good. I enjoyed those. Sami's Sami's entertaining, but he couldn't couldn't save this. And I thought maybe he could, but... And all I kept thinking... The Rock couldn't save this segment. Did Sami agree to this, or did he just not fight hard enough to not... Like, he should have been like, I'm just walking, guys. How much much power do you think Sami has? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, maybe he was thinking, you know, Neville maybe had the right idea. Sitting at home in Quebec (laughs) wouldn't be that bad compared to doing this shit every week. Yeah. I mean, in one sense, it worked a little. Bobby wasn't booed. He got a little... He got some cheers when he came out, so... There was that. (laughs) Yeah, it got substantially worse, though, when Bobby came out. Because then it was like Bobby interacting with it, treating it like it was. Yeah, like he was having fun. He was having a great old time. Yeah, another case. Bobby is like Roman, in my opinion. Like Vince loves him. He's gonna. He wants him to be a babyface, but I think he's much better off as a heel. 
<laughs> Vincent Slater in the chat room saying, so glad I was watching alone. Oh my God. If, if I'd had people over who were not wrestling fans, I just would have turned off the TV. I just would have been like, I don't know what wrong guys. The connection went out. This isn't what I know. I watch much better things than this every week on WWE. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that would have been mortifying to watch with a non-wrestling audience. Um, so we'll see where that feud's going. <sighs> yep. All right. Yeah. I feel like people <laughs> should almost watch it just to understand any recap we could do of how terrible I just think it's just, do it, it justice. this just seems obvious. It's going to be like Braun and Finn tonight. You know, when they announced it, you just figured it was almost so obvious that you almost were like, they've got to do something different. Is it just going to be Braun just power slamming and pinning Finn clean? And that's what it was. And this, this feud is just Bobby squashing, Bobby squashing Sammy. Yeah. Splitting Sammy and Kevin up for a while. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so Alexa Bliss cutting a promo tonight. Speaking of out of nowhere, talking about uh, the ancient Romans. Sound like, uh, what's her name? Doris uh, Kearns Goodwin or something like that. <laughs> you know who that is? Presidential historian Doris yeah. Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> yeah. Sound like she scripted that promo. <laughs> I thought, like, I was like, she memorized the Wikipedia entry i mean who i want to know who came up with that idea like was vince mcmahon watching the history channel the other night it was like you know the ancient romans no one talks like that like her delivery was fine i thought alexa did as well as she could with that material but who who talks like that it's just it's so unnatural um anyway oh it was it was i mean that's one tonight where it's like you, you just need to watch that promo that might be the most random <laughs> reference it just doesn't fit her character like people in the chat are saying it's just, just strange yeah but she she did great with it i mean hats off to her for memorizing it and delivering it with as much conviction as you possibly can yeah you know um and that led to a match alexa bliss versus ember moon with mickey james uh standing ringside of course mickey james attempted to interfere at one point uh distracting the referee uh, she got Mickey got ejected, which allowed Bliss to roll up Ember for uh, well, attempted to roll her up, but then Ember did the eclipse, hit the pin, and the win. Yep, Ember looked good. Ember looked great. Mm. I like thought I liked Alexis kind of tweaked her look. Mickey James, some weeks, I mean, just so on point that you're just like, she has not aged at all. Yeah, she has in her entire professional, professional yeah. wrestling career. Um, so yeah, solid match. Was what it was. Um, Finn Balor backstage with Braun Strowman talking to Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> Stephanie with a framed photo of Vince Vince McMahon there in her, in our office. <laughs> Enjoyed that touch. Uh, Braun crushed an apple with his bare hands, and she set up a match. They wanted a rematch against Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, but instead she broke them up and put them in a one-on-one -on -one match for later that evening, which led us to No Way Jose versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, this this is still... no way. Jose is gimmicks killer. He's already losing clean on Raw. He's been on the main roster for a little over a month. You know, two month and a half. It's it's career. Yeah, I mean, not a career killer. It's definitely a a WWE this run killer. Yeah, um, and he's got the size. He's got a cool look. Uh, but this is not going to take him anywhere. I mean, for Corbin, he's done these kind of feuds before. Like, oh, I mean, with uh, what was it? Was it Callisto? 
I forget which one of the Lucha Dragons, but they put him against sort of a yeah. little more colorful flamboyant act and just let him go out there and, and do his thing. And this was fine. There was a little back and forth, but of course, uh, he won with the end of days. Yeah. And stood tall over Jose as Corbin's music played. Um, Chad Gable was backstage. They were interrupted by McIntyre and Ziggler. They uh, got into it a bit. I'm assuming that's setting up something. Oh, actually, wait a second. Is that setting up what I think it is? Jason Jordan comes back, American Alpha versus uh, McIntyre and Ziggler, maybe? Oh, I didn't see that. I, I think that would be a bad idea. I think Jason Probably. Jordan... It would be kind of a step backwards. Well, he, I mean, they, you know, he was getting a lot of heat. He was, uh, you know, he's teaming with Seth. He was in a, yeah. a bigger program. I think it would just be a step backwards. So maybe I don't see that. I don't know. I mean, with Gable, it's just, I, I like Chad Gable a lot, but they've clearly got nothing creatively for him. And yeah, it's almost like he, I mean, is he better off as a, a job guy on Raw or a top guy on 205 Live? I don't know. Yeah, because two hundred five live, you get no real exposure, <laughs> dead crowds. But he would be one of the bigger stars on there. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we had that promo segment, and then the B team versus Brazongo. So uh, Axel and Dallas keeping their winning streak going. <laughs> um, I like them. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like them coloring in the shirts. A I'm, all, each I'm week. all for them beating uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy for the tag titles. You think, I think it should be I, Drew and Dolph, but yeah. Um, you think they're going to go full Heath Slater and Rhino with this? I, I don't think they're quite the fan favorites that yeah, they we'll were. have to see. We'll have to give it a little time, but <laughs> I could I could see that. Yeah, it was good seeing them pick up another win, man. Um, and I love their the celebration after on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to get injured during that celebration one of these weeks. Oh, with the chair? Yeah, I was <laughs> just waiting for that to happen. Um, yeah. So that was good. And then we had the contract signing, Stephanie McMahon, Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax. Stephanie, and they're just sort of crapping on both of them. <laughs> That's what Stephanie does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's her thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is going to end with them just both beating up Stephanie McMahon, I'm sure, if she keeps interjecting herself it. in this. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, still think it's stupid to be doing this match so soon. Should be should just done Rousey and Mickey James, have a big storyline leading to Rousey facing Nia Jax. You know, when you think about not uh Rousey and WrestleMania, you you know, you want a big feud. And there's only a, two people right now that really fit Charlotte and Nia, but they're doing yeah. Nia already, and Charlotte's they're making her not look special at all, losing to Carmella twice. They you know, they screwed up Asuka by having her undefeated streak end for absolutely no reason. They could have done the Rousey match now and have, you know, have her lose the streak, you know, next month. You could have kept it going for another couple months. But um, they're doing this. It's just random, out of nowhere. Yeah, it is what it is. And then we did get Chad Gable versus Dolph Ziggler. For some reason, a match I completely have no recollection of that happening tonight. (laughs) Yeah, Dolph beat him. Dolph beat him pretty clean. And uh, Drew hit him with his big kick. What, what's he called? The Claiborne after the match. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, they keep this going. Jason Jordan comes in, they reunite, but then they turn on one another and we get the Jordan Gable singles feud. Hey, that could work. I mean, American Alpha was so great in NXT from coming together <laughs> to the championship. That How whole many thing. things were great in NXT? That <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, what has worked in NXT that has worked on the main roster? Um, uh, It's more like it. Finn's debut. 
was really good. <laughs> and they put the championship on that long term. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, oh, that's thing. Elias was never over in NXT. Yeah, he wasn't a big he wasn't a big act. Uh, you know, the things Adam Rose was big in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man yeah the you know uh the revival and the ascension all these i mean all those acts were really over in nxt yeah maybe usa wants to pick up nxt you know now that they'll have a hole in their schedule actually if wwe could sell the broadcast rights to that for you know a million dollars an hour i'm sure they'd be like well we don't really need it on the network you know each week yeah. Uh, so Matt can't. He keeps getting this error with Hangout. So it's looking like he may, might not be able to make it on tonight. So, uh, but yeah, Brandon will be on shortly. Got it. We should just say Matt was so disgusted by tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw that in protest he's avoiding the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, Money in the Bank Fatal 4-Way Qualifier. Dana Brooke versus Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Sarah Logan. This was okay. I thought this match was all right. High point of the show. Uh, good back and forth. Of course, Natalia won. Seemed obvious. Setting up what I think is even more interesting, a gauntlet match with seven women next week on Raw. I mean, that's going to be... That has to be an hour no. of the show. I, I guarantee you it won't be an hour. But how do you do a credible gauntlet match considering they've we had gauntlet, they've done gauntlet matches with women before and they go like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean the last the last gauntlet match we had with the men that took right. up an entire 3 hour episode. But you had like a bunch of main eventers in that. Yeah. There's there's not really I mean with the way they booked the women there's you got really one I don't I don't know if you could really call any of them main eventers right now um other than Ronda Rousey. I mean, I feel, yeah, tough. You, right? you know what I mean? Uh, I think they could be, then they should be if they're giving they real storylines. Sasha and Charlotte. So Charlotte, Sasha, they could be and have been, yes. But yeah, right but now, they're just they're just booked like afterthoughts. So next week in that Gauntlet match, we're going to have Bailey and Sasha, the Riot Squad, Dana Brooke and Mickey James. Yeah. Who's your pick out of that to get this last Raw slot for Money in the Bank? Uh, maybe Mickey. Yeah, I mean, I think Bailey and Sasha are going to continue to be tied. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm sure something will happen with them. One of the worst storylines, probably the worst women's storyline of this year. Um, and yeah, maybe uh, I mean, Ruby Riot, but yeah, I can see Ruby too. Yeah, Mickey be good. You know, I'm not ruling Mickey out Dana be, though. Mickey would really add to the match quality. Absolutely. You know, she's she's so good in the ring that I think she would add the most to it. I'm only not ruling out Dana because where was Titus worldwide tonight? They've been, I feel like they've actually, it's kind of weird that they didn't capitalize on that. Titus gets that big moment out of the greatest Royal rumble and they capitalized on for two weeks. And now they're nowhere to be seen. They were Noah Jose's Congo line a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, they just have nothing for him. <laughs> Titus slipping. I mean, how, how much can you do with that? Yeah. Ah. Uh. I would like to know what creative thinks like their shining achievement is right now. They don't need it. We're, we'll be talking about that soon, but I know they that, could have like, Roman eating breakfast for three hours. And they'll, they'll add another $50 million on their TV deal. That's what I want to <laughs> ask everyone about, about this thing is let me ask you this rush. Does it, does it kind of piss you off on a level just to see 
mediocrity rewarded in this fashion and everything that we complain about everything there's glimmers of hope yes but everything that's just wrong and sort of the overall wrong direction of the product to see them rewarded on such a substantial level right now yeah, we don't yeah i mean he, they're doing something right if they could get you know the kind of money they're getting look at you know look at what impact and you know the yeah. kind of tv deals they're getting so um you know they've they know that they can just put creative on just cruise control and they'll be fine. Um, but, you know, also it is this time of the year, to be fair. I mean, this time of year always kind of sucks creatively. WWE kind of does nothing until July. So um, they could just be that it's just that season where they, they don't want to throw anything big out yet. Yeah. So Sarah Logan tapped out to the sharpshooter when Italian won that money in the bank spot. And then not a repeat kind of a repeat Elias versus Bobby Roode Elias uh high point of the night mentioning the WWE stock price up 150 <laughs> percent since Elias joined Monday night or, yes Elias came came up to the main roster right he's right yeah. <laughs> oh don't you wish three Dude, years ago I remember trading it was like under 40 dollars just three weeks ago and it closed at like what 58 today I remember when it was at 15 and I was like oh I don't know maybe it'll go lower and then it just kept going up and up and up. Yeah. Was it 20 like a year ago? Yeah. Well, it tanked after the last TV deal because they were yeah. expecting so much more. And then you got the reverse after this one. Yeah. But that was uh, great, though, tonight with Elias. The Bobby Roode, interesting. The commentary called it as a rubber match. I know that terminology is not unique to wrestling. But normally, since so many people do apply that term when talking about wrestling and feuds interesting for commentary to say oh this is kind of a rubber match between the two and yeah it is yeah and elias pretty much getting a clean win here uh it's sad seeing what's happening to bobby root he's it could be such a great heel they're they're hurting so bad on the heel side i mean they got like nobody owens loses all the time sammy isn't really a, a main event heel he could be i don't know but he's just not that they don't see him in that in that position. So Rude could be that guy, but they just have him miscast as a smiling, goofy baby face. And and his reactions are pretty much completely gone outside of his ring entrance and when he does the glorious thing. But uh, it's, it's too bad. But I, you know, at the same time, I didn't want to see Elias get beaten this either because he does have momentum. And, you know, I think I see him as breaking through to the top level. Yeah, until... Braun and during his entrance just knocks Elias over. <laughs> yeah. Short, I think short of a moment just, of victory yeah. there. You yeah. Know, tonight. So uh Braun and Finn, team Little Big 2.0 is over. And they uh had a match tonight that was fun. That doesn't necessarily mean it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know WWE logic. Remember when Sasha and Bailey broke up and they're teaming the next week? And, you know. This just seemed like it was just a one-off match. They had nothing else. Because, you know, afterwards, Braun picked him up and tried to, you know, put him over. I don't know what, what you call it. <laughs> <But> Braun was <laughs> being him up. during, though. <laughs> he was being, like, really mean to him, you know, like mocking him. Yeah, but that's his style. That's true. But yeah, pretty much Braun just kicked the crap out of him the whole match. It's fun. He got a little offense and beat him clean with the power slam. I mean, I would have liked to. I think there's a competitive version of this match that they wouldn't do. Um, because it's Braun. Same way we talked before about Finn versus Brock. Like they wouldn't let it be a really competitive match because the way Vince thinks big guy versus little guy. 
And he's he's kind of right. I mean, when you look at it, it just looks kind of ridiculous, right? When you see yeah, Finn but- next to Braun, like, you look, in MMA, you're not expecting a flyweight to beat a heavyweight. I mean, there's a reason why you got the, the divisions. And I think Finn standing next to Braun to think, you know, Finn could have a chance of beating him in real life, uh, just it doesn't seem realistic at all. But remember in Return of the Jedi when Luke was in the rancor pit oh at Jabba's palace <laughs> and the big monster and Luke managed to take him down and like take him out and beat him? That was a really cool fight. I think something like that would there, work. There has to be like a realistic size, I guess, you know, not not you don't have to be big, but I th- like I could buy Seth Rollins beating Braun Strowman for whatever reason. I can't buy Finn. I, fi- I actually buy Finn beating Brock Lesnar more than I buy Finn beating Braun Strowman. Strangely, and I, I, yeah, I don't really buy either. I love Finn, but uh, I think a lot of it might have to do with how he's been booked too. But you know yeah. what it is? Brock is really good in the. You only see moments of this when he looks kind of surprised by a move. Brock has a really good like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Like with AJ, reaction. yeah. Uh, Braun, though, on the other hand, kind of seems like he sees everything coming because he's Braun Strowman. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So they they really have no idea what to do with Braun right now. Yeah, so kind of stuck with this thing with Finn. But yeah, he picked kind of picked him up after the match, so I, I guess that just means that they're cool. And, uh, <laughs> I want for should have patting him on the head like they're there, little buddy. It's yeah. Like, hey, you did you did your best. You're still my special little guy. Right. You know? Just yeah. <laughs> that yeah. probably would have been even more emasculating, but Vince McMahon would have thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like um yeah. Okay. So when we talk about it here, remove the fact that first two matches took up an hour there was not very much substance. This this felt like a half episode of Raw. All of it, it was just nothing. You yeah. you missed it. You missed nothing. You, there's no no big storyline twist. Nothing. It it was just there. Although that's most episodes of of Raw and SmackDown. Because if you do miss anything of note, they're gonna reshow the thing you missed a hundred times. Well, WrestleMania season usually there's a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you know the night after the week, a couple weeks after. Yeah, so uh, that was Raw tonight. Let's bring on our guest, Brandon Brandon Howard Thurston. Brandon, can you hear us? Hey, Brandon, how's it going? Oh, oh very dark. We we can't hear you right oh, now. Oh, it's because uh, uh, hide participants. No? no. Okay, that's not it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, do you do you see like a, a mute thing, Brandon? Um, Glenn, why don't we talk about Cena while? while uh, okay, yes, Brandon. let's talk about uh, what's going on with John Cena and Nikki Bella. So yes, the new season of Total Bellas is happening. John Cena and Nikki were spotted coincidentally uh together this past weekend uh tmz just happened to catch him um man i don't know i feel like this you know brand you know cena's movie career i think this just makes him look like a a wuss this whole thing (laughs) you know like he's got the the look of an action movie star and these promos he's cutting on the today show about how he's longing for nikki bella i don't know i just don't think it fits into that image Anyway. Well, it's certainly not the John Cena that was on the Howard Stern show 
yeah. 15 years ago <laughs> right. when the original Marine came out. Yeah. Brandy, man with, you, oh, Brandy, oh, oh, <laughs> Brandy, can you hear us now? Oh, Brandon, can't hear you, man. Still figuring it out, folks. Still figuring it out. Um, so, yeah. so uh, I feel like this is work. We're all suckers. We're all marks. We just keep getting played. Yeah, it's it's probably going to work. It's but it's a relationship that... Do you care about this relationship? I've never cared about a this relationship. A lot of people do. I mean, those... I feel Those like videos are getting so many views on YouTube, and it's tons of articles written about it. So, how about now? Perfect. Oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> and clearly, that. Brandon. I mean, uh, the relationship troubles are having no negative effect on the WWE stock price. So, no, John Cena and Nikki Bella's relationship has not affected the stock price, at least not yet. Yeah, not negatively. If anything, it's positive. You know, it's. Yeah. When they get married at SummerSlam, season, or next year's Bell is gonna have is probably gonna be the highest rated yet. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, man, uh, huge news today: SmackDown new deal with Fox uh, starts in October 2019. Uh, it's about it's 205 million per year is what's being reported for five years, so over a billion dollars. Um, it'll be moving to Friday nights. They didn't indicate if it'll be live or if it'll be taped now typically in the past when smackdown was on thursdays or fridays they would do a taped on and they would tape it on tuesdays just because you had all the production trucks everything from raw so it was easy to just transport it saved a ton in costs but with all this money if fox wants it i, I i'd assume that they'd gladly do it live on fridays if, if that's what they wanted yeah i'm, I'm sure that's something that, that w and fox have discussed and with smackdown I mean, I could see SmackDown running on Friday and, and then having them run their, their house shows Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which yeah. is what they do anyway, right? Like we've heard that how they, they run house shows on Monday while, while Raw is going on because obviously they're going to work SmackDown the next day on Tuesday at the moment. Have you guys so, ever been to one of those uh, counter-programming house shows on a Monday? The Monday house shows? Yeah, I, no, I went to one in Stockton, California. Oh, it was something else. Yeah, how was the draw? Uh, not very much. Uh, it was it, like basically it could have filled the high school gymnasium, mm -hmm. but it was in uh, like a small arena. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Right now, SmackDown, they, they basically work Saturday to Tuesday, you know, ending with SmackDown Live. They do a Monday house show and then Raw is Friday to Monday. So it, it would kind of just be probably taking out that Monday house show and moving, you know, and in fact, go on the same basically schedule as, as Raw. I'm going to say now that they can afford two production trucks. Now that I don't think they have to run those tours uh, in close proximity, I think they can have SmackDown and Raw in separate parts of the country now. Probably it'll draw a lot better because now the way they do it, like when uh, Raw was in Oakland, SmackDown was in Stockton, which is an hour and a half from Oakland, you know? Right, but the television production is still, it's like still Kevin Dunn and, you know, it's still the same people. Yeah, but if it's now a right. Friday and a Monday... They, they got time. They got time to fly. They got time to drive. They got time yeah. to move. I think this is probably better for the house show business because it's really silly how close they are in proximity. And I see it on Twitter all the time, by the way. I see people saying, oh, I went to this Monday show just because I like the SmackDown roster better. Like they'll skip Raw that's closer to them because SmackDown's in, within driving distance. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times they do them in the same arena. I mean, every time they're in Denver, they pretty much do Raw and SmackDown at the same arena. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah. Um, who, <laughs> 205 Live, I had tweeted about that. Who knows if it'll keep airing. I don't think that's their biggest concern right now. But uh, right. And they have over a year to figure this out too. You know? Yeah, exactly. 
and, and like, like 205 Live in the grand scheme of things is a, you know, <laughs> a small show. It's something that provides content for the network. And they've talked a lot about how the network, they've, they've learned, th- you know, through the, the lessons of the network that people actually want more in-ring content. So it's something that's putting more in-ring content on the network along with NXT. But yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a small piece when you compare it to $200 million a year. Oh, yeah. No, I think uh, 205 Live could be going back to full sale. I mean, or could be going to full sale uh, after this announcement today. So what do we actually know? I saw a ton of speculation today, but Brandon, what are the actual facts as of today? What we know about this deal? Well, we know, I think this Hollywood reporter reported that it's a $205 million deal per year. That would be average, the average annual value that would be over five years. And of course it's going to be escalating fees just like it is now. So it'll be more each year, but the average over the five years according to Hollywood reporters, $205 million. Um, we don't know. I don't think we got somebody to actually report what the what the raw deal is, but I did some calculations on it based on what's been reported because what's been reported is it's a as much as a 3X increase for raw. And that, that looks like it might be around $270 million per year on average. So that would come out to like somewhere between 1.3 and 1.5 billion. So a little bit more than the SmackDown deal I, I did the math uh, just before I came on. It's something like a 40%, 60% split in favor of Raw in terms of the value, the total huh. value. So you're looking at, so WWE last year, their revenue was, their total revenue was around a little over $800 million, correct? Yeah. And yep. so now, just the TV alone will be almost half a billion dollars. So right you know, close to 500 million right off the bat. Um, that's if, so, you know, you helped me out a lot with that article I wrote on Friday, uh, kind of looking at what Raw and SmackDown are worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because I was kind of using uh, the Raw figures and, you know, w- with the numbers you had kind of looking at around 270, 300 million on the high end. Right. And then with SmackDown, I thought people were going to crap over it because the number I put out kind of using that value, I I thought people were just going to say, wow, that's way too high because I had a 150 to 180 million and it was actually more than that. Yeah. That's what they ended up getting. Yeah, I guess like maybe this just more because they're having to take, you know, they're having to move. So it's going to take you more to to move away from USA as to, to move to Fox. So I, I guess that's the deal. I mean, like for, for the last few years, a lot of the talk has been, well, the, these TV ratings are declining. And we know that th- this is like the big event in in W business, right? Is how much are those TV rights deals going to be worth? And and for the last few years, up until this year, because TV ratings have started to finally stabilize. Yeah. But for the last few years until now, the, the TV ratings have declined year over year over year. And uh, but lo and behold, they've they're still getting paid a, t- a ton of money, despite the fact that they are delivering lower viewership than they did years prior. Well, let me tell you what's in it for Fox. So what I know about the entertainment business, 205 million a year, let's say 50 weeks a year, 52 weeks a year, works out to $4 million per week. That's a million dollars per half an hour of programming. That's a bargain for Fox. The average comedy, reality, whatever they put on, it's very hard for Fox to put anything on the air that's less than a million bucks, let alone something that's guaranteed to get this level of ratings. Look at all the cancellations that just happened. It's a bargain if you're just taking a, a if you're taking them equally, like a a golf viewer equally to a, a wrestling viewer, right? But the ad rates are so much higher for those other shows. Mm. You know, like golf gets a fraction of, of what Raw gets, but they make a ton of money because you got, you know, sponsors like BMW and, you know, Cadillac and, you know, people like that. So there is that aspect. 
you don't make as much from advertising as you do these other shows advertising with with wrestling than you do these other true shows. and fox friday though hasn't really been killing it for quite a while um they've always had problems with that they've always i mean look back to the you know firefly dollhouse terminator uh all the genre sci-fi shows that have come gone and been canceled there they've had trouble getting a hit on that night of the week so i think with this i think they'll take you know, 3 million viewers or whatever they can put up per week. Great. That's better than most Fox programming has been doing on that night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think about the, there's this talk about how, well, this is going to be on Fox broadcast channel compared to Raw still being on cable on the USA network is, is SmackDown going to become the a show. I, I think maybe at first, I guess it depends on how the long-term viewership goes, but I, I think Raw is going to continue to be the flagship program for WWE. Yeah, you know, I think they just have it in their heads that Raw is the flagship because there was a while there when Raw was, I mean, when SmackDown was on uh, my network TV, UPN, CW, there was a while where it would deliver more viewers than Raw. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, had more exposure and everything. It got more viewers per week, but Raw still had the priority. Um, and I think just with it being three hours, you're going to need more stars to fill it in. I think you're, you're kind of going to see it what it is now. I don't, I don't yeah. see much change. I could see the first few weeks they load yeah. everything up like Vince tends to do, mm -hmm. and then it just kind of drops off to where they normally would be. But we'll see. I mean, Fox. This is. I mean, when you think about it, this is outside of the money. This is the biggest TV deal they've ever had. They've never had a weekly show on a network like fox i mean i'm not counting cw and upn because they're cw and upn but yeah. one of the big four and to have an average you know a weekly show it's something that's been talked about forever but and now it's right. actually finally happening the, the closest thing would be saturday night's main events on nbc and fox year, <laughs> decades ago those right. are specials obviously right exactly like yeah. once once every six weeks uh it would air but yeah, on a weekly basis, this is this is huge. Now, a lot of people asking why on a Friday night, and it's kind of one of those things that's that trade-off. Yeah, Raw. Let's say on a scale of one to ten, SmackDown is an eight on Tuesdays and a, a six on Fridays. Well, the shows that are currently on Fridays are like a two, so it's more value to Fox to have it on Friday, uh, where they have a hard time getting viewership, uh, than putting it on Tuesdays, even though they probably have higher viewership on a Tuesday because. Friday is probably the second worst night for wrestling uh, outside of Saturday. When right. they're doing it with Thursday now, because they're getting Thursday night football as well. That's why they killed a lot of their primetime programming um, after this season for when Thursday night launches. So I think Fox is just the economics of it. And remember with what's going to be going on with Disney, if that goes through, that's really going to change a lot as far as their ability to produce in-house content. So what's this talk with the new Fox? Is that just the, the Disney purchase? Brandon, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I saw that mentioned in the, uh, I think it's the Hollywood Reporter article about how they, it's unofficially being being branded as the new Fox, right? And that's related to to the Disney deal. Yeah, but I, I don't. It doesn't seem like they're changing direction or anything. Like the shows are still going to be. It's still going to be operating as it has been. Yeah. Um, I only pay attention to wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's going to be different too because remember now, Disney is going to own two networks. They're going to have ABC and Fox. So I think with Fox, you are going to see probably more reality and more live programming that people tune in for live. Um, and wrestling is perfect for that. I mean, that's the problem. A lot of these Fox shows, I mean, look at like Gotham, um, a lot of the stuff that Fox has been running, their live ratings are kind of mad, but their live plus three, live plus seven are, are decent. And this is going to get them more live viewers, which they can sell more ads on.
Yeah. But I, I um, think it's a, it's, a, it's a really big deal for, for WWE in that it's going to allow WWE to be, I don't know, I, I, I've heard you guys, I didn't catch Raw myself, but I heard you guys talk about Raw on the, uh, it didn't sound like it was so great. Right? It's, 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 weird, it's a weird time to be a wrestling fan because you know, it's it's a good time for for their business because now everything is much more stable. These are yeah. guaranteed rights. Uh, it, it almost doesn't matter what the TV viewership is. I guess they if it got terrible, they could maybe get out of it. But uh, as as long as they have these guaranteed rights, which it looks like they're gonna have maybe another five years worth of. Uh, they have a WWE network now that's more stable as opposed to pay-per-view. It's not like pay-per-view where you'd have one big pay-per-view, one medium-sized pay-per-view or whatever you've got. Obviously WrestleMania is the peak every year, but it's a lot more predictability. And in fact, whenever we see their, their quarterly reports come out, they predict within a couple of percent, just exactly what their, their next quarter's uh, pay subscriber rates. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, What did, what did the network bring in last year? As far as revenue, I could find yeah. out in, in, in a minute. Because um, I'm guessing that with that half a billion dollars, this we're at probably like three times uh, from TV what they're doing on the network. So, yeah, um, I, I did the math real quick uh, earlier, and you know these these deals will be worth almost half of their revenue. Uh, let's see, you want to know the, the network for last year was 190. Dollars, huh. 191. Right. So you're looking at, you know, two and a half times uh, what they do with the network with right. TV rights. That's without, you know, not taking into account expense and things right. like that. And it's going to get to a weird point. I think the point's been made. Um, they're going to be making more per episode of Raw or SmackDown than they will per yeah. pay per view. You know? It's right. going to change their, it could potentially change their approach to storytelling, probably for the better. I don't know. I, I still think there. I mean, there's no reason for them to change because, the, right. you know, they still want to increase network subscriptions and everything. Yeah. The I, network, I think, I think rating for fans. I think a big thing like going on for fans is you know we want a, a better product and maybe is not satisfying everybody, especially the main roster product isn't satisfying everybody. But deals like this give them even less incentive to to really care about what. Uh, what, what are these fans upset about? I think the things that they really care about are these relationships with their TV partners like USA Network or NBC Universal and now Fox. Uh, the only things that re- really seem to make them change what they do is like when Snickers says, hey, what's going on with this fam- fabulous moolah thing? You know, that's <laughs> what makes them change their mind. Uh, I think I there's going to, I think they may, they might think twice before. I mean, I think when I saw this day, I was like, this probably. Uh, you know, I don't think they'll bring it'd be as apt to bring Hogan back if they have to worry about Fox uh, breathing down their neck. You know, I wonder does does Fox care? I don't know. This yeah. is the company run by Rupert Murdoch. That's <laughs> right, true. Exactly. I think Fox is not going to be uh, standing in their way of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at the math of this, right? The last time they had their TV deal was up and they renewed is 2014. So you know. Four years ago, by the time this new deal goes into effect, it'll be five. Right. They were doing about, you know, earlier in the year, over four million viewers on average, and then you know, dropped significantly during football season, 3.7, 3.9 in that that area uh, for raw. And now, you know, you're at around three million. So while ratings have dropped, the viewership has dropped what 25 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their their revenue is increasing three hundred percent. Right. So the math is just crazy with what uh, they're getting with these TV rights right now. 
and right. what, well, the, what these gotten, companies are willing to spend. Yeah, they would have gotten an even bigger deal, I think, in 2014 if the network wasn't happening at the same time. I think that that's that's what scared NBC Universal and maybe other partners, hmm. uh, because I guess they weren't sure about well what's going to happen to to TV viewership. And, I, and I, I'm not really even sure what happened with TV viewership and why it's leveled off now. And maybe the network was a bigger factor than I thought earlier about why why TV viewership did decline to the rate that it did. But they, they clearly they would have gotten a much better deal. And then that's why it, that's why the stock went way up in 2014 and then crashed in May of that year when when the deal when the news of the deal came out is because they got a, a much much worse deal they got an increase but it was not as good of a deal as people thought they were going to get and yeah. that was I think because of the network happening at the same time. Well, Vince was yeah. almost guaranteeing that they were going to get like four times the amount. He's going to put somebody in a hammerlock, or somebody could put him in a hammerlock if they could uh, if they didn't get a three X deal or something like that. Right? Yeah, on that call, he had said yeah. that. And then Vince uh, admitted himself, I think, on one of the calls that, you know, it, it, we would have gotten a better deal if, if not for the network. I think that did interfere with things. Well, it was still new then. I mean, the idea of TV streaming, I mean, House of Cards just debuted on Netflix one year prior. We didn't quite know how the reality was going to shake out between these streaming mm -hmm. services. I think networks probably had a lot of just fear about what the network was going to be, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, it's crazy. So also, um, with taped or live. So la this last week's SmackDown was taped, and the number was actually up a little from last week. And Raw was taped, and it was actually up a little bit. So, granted, it's it's a one off. It's not every week, but oh, a five hour delay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it's not several days, but um, I mean, we we've seen when SmackDown was taped before it didn't really make a big difference in ratings until they did the roster split. Right. That, that That's what, what made the difference. I don't know that we're st still, even though we've got, everybody's got the internet in their pocket that it's really going to make a huge difference because I don't know people want to sit down and watch the program and see it. And there's going to be a lot of people who aren't going to seek out spoilers or even, you know, be exposed to spoilers at all. Right. Um, but I, but I think, I wonder how much it played into the decision to do the brand split. The brand split sure looks good now, as far as the decision. Oh, like, I guess me as a fan, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see a brand split. I want to see all the champions in one place. But if they didn't have this brand split, do they get this much money for SmackDown? Do they get that much money for Raw? Right. I mean, they get that much money for Raw, but do they get it for SmackDown without making SmackDown its own separate roster? Right, and before SmackDown was pretty much a repeat of the B matches on raw. Yeah. Oh, it was the opposite terrible. result. <laughs> it's totally missable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, three weeks, we mentioned this earlier, three weeks ago, WWE stock passed $40 for the first time ever today. It closed at $57 and 86 cents. $4 billion in market capital. Insane. Um, so here's a big question. WWE's we make half a billion dollars in TV alone. So Assuming the other uh, streams of revenue don't drop off, that means their revenue will probably be over a billion per year. Um, yeah. If they keep, you know, if live events and everything keep at where, where the levels that they're at. Right. Uh, Smack, you know, Impact, I, I think they, they probably get like free pizza once a month from Pop TV. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's, their, that's their deal. They, they do a little rev share on the advertising, which, and they don't really make any advertising revenue. Right. This, does not affect all of wrestling. It's just WWE. 
it's major league wrestling. I think that's the deal. I think that's why you know, we can say how, how bad Raw was tonight or, or how bad uh, the last pay-per-view was. But it's not so bad that it's turning people off to such an extent. Right. And I think the, the reason why, why they, they get this great deal is because it's live. And there's still a lot of people out there who, who love pro wrestling yeah. and uh, who want to watch it. And this is, the, this is pro wrestling at its highest level. It's as strange as it sounds sometimes. And compared to what baseball, uh, football, and other sports costs, I mean, I'm assuming this is a bargain. Yeah. Probably even compared to hockey, hockey is probably more expensive to broadcast NHL games than professional wrestling. Yeah, those deals are, I mean, the, the amount per viewer that they're, I mean, look at UFC. Uh, which it just only half of their deal has been announced so far. We haven't gotten their broadcast part of the deal yet. Just with ESPN Plus, they're getting 10 million per event for streaming. It's not yeah. even on ESPN. Um, and you you got to think the number of you know subscribers that ESPN is going to get uh, from the UFC. I, I would think if if New Japan moved to a streaming service, that you'd be getting a lot of uh, new subscribers to that service with a company like new Japan, which has such a, a hardcore audience and maybe, you know, and uh, I mean, granted it wouldn't do what WWE would do, but, but I, just you think, imagine- I just feel like there's an opportunity for a company like new Japan, maybe not the others, maybe not impact in ROH, but, um, but yeah, as, as time goes on, especially when you look at things like all in and what, what all in's able to do and sell out a 10,000 seat building in, in minutes, I feel like the, the more fans get, not fulfilled from what w main roster is doing the more there's an opportunity there for somebody else to do something and and the more powerful social media becomes the more you can jump over you know, the the barrier that you used to have to to cross to, to get on tv to become something that that people care about but maybe i don't know they're on access and access is only in 40 some odd million homes right which is like less than half of the cable homes in, in the country yeah yeah Man, but I'll tell you, if Amazon, Netflix, or Facebook decided they wanted to compete with the WWE, I think it would be the best thing that could happen right now for the quality of product and probably for, for the business. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if again, you know, New Japan just got a new president. Uh, they want to expand in the West, and I, I think if they Americanize it a little bit, and uh, uh, I think, you know, they, they could have something because the money's out there. Just no one knows what anything other than WWE is right now in the TV business outside of Mark Cuban. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's an, that's a, that's an issue, but I think Roseanne knows too, but it's, it's just mainly those two. Roseanne. <laughs> didn't, didn't she tweet about new Japan or something? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I there, there's gotta be something. Oh, what's that? I, think, I think the other thing that's helped with WWE is they've done. Have you guys heard this uh, "Hero in All of Us" campaign? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but I think that they've done a lot of work, whether through TVPG or through the "Hero in All of Us" or through John Cena going and doing mainstream appearances to get people more in the mindset of, "Oh, WWE isn't you know, you know, right, a bunch of animals." Well, and that's the difference. I mean, we talked about this year and a half, two years ago, about how is wrestling today and even though it's not as popular in terms of numbers i feel like it's more uh you know uh it's more accepted mainstream yeah and it's because all these people we grew up with and i mean wrestling got its first pop in the you know early to mid 80s and then after that really faded away quickly until the mid to late 90s um but now it's not looked down upon when you have the today show having john Cena on and they're seriously asking him questions about you know when espn's writing the thing about daniel bryan and the miz because all those kids 
that we marked out for Hulk Hogan and Macho Man back in the day. Now we're right. in media. Right. You know? I, I think it's a generational thing. Like the, the timing is right now. Now all, all these people, like you're saying, who, who grew up in the 80s or grew up in the 90s, now, now they're like career people who can make decisions and yeah. you know, can uh, do a vertical on pro wrestling, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but with this, I'm telling you, with more mainstream attention comes greater scrutiny. So Meltzer was talking about this. I mean, now people might pay attention more. So maybe next year in Saudi Arabia, there might be a little more scrutiny about that. Um, when people's contracts come up, maybe, I mean, I don't think we'll ever get a union. Um, but maybe people will look more now at the, the independent contractor status of a lot of these wrestlers mm -hmm. and the way the WWE treats them, because I don't think you can be on this big of a level without drawing more attention when it's the blessing and the curse of more people taking you seriously. Right? Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, really not much is changing as far as their, I mean, yes, Fox is a, a big network, but they're also on a night, a, a low rated night. So yeah. I don't see their audience changing all that much. I think it's, you know, maybe it'll go up some, but uh, I, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's just going to change that much. I think wrestling, the wrestling media uh, loves the access to WWE and they, the, the big media outlets won't run negative stuff on it. I mean, the Saudi well, Arabia stuff, you yeah, know, they, cause they want access as well because it's right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So they don't, they don't, uh, you know, uh, What's, what's that term? Uh, poke the bear. No, it's so access journalism. I mean, when the Moolah thing happened, the only mainstream outlet that wrote about it um, was Newsweek. Newsweek was like the biggest because what does Newsweek care what WWE thinks of it? You know? Right. So you have ESPN. They do, they do like Monday Night Raw reviews well, yeah. and stuff like that. No, but ESPN is completely uh, uh, jocking WWE. So is Rolling Stone. You yeah, know, Sports SI. Illustrated, yeah. all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a joke when you think about it because they would not treat the NFL even this way. For sure. You know, yeah. So it's crazy. All right. Well, um, yeah. Uh, so, Brandon, your thoughts on All In selling out so quick? Um, like, kind of like I mentioned, I think this is a historic moment for wrestling. It's something that was able to happen without TV, which is sort of up to this point unheard of like the, the old adage is that you if you want to draw money you got to get on tv first and then draw the people to the building and they've done that without any traditional tv they did it i don't know we could probably talk for hours about how we think they did it um they, they did it through i don't know being the elite they did it through new japan being out there but i don't think new japan beyond access is is the, is the biggest factor here by far and uh you, know, you look at cody rhodes as somebody who was a, a mid-card guy in WWE and went and worked hard on the indies and, and made sure he was wrestling every weekend, if probably wrestling for less money than he could have gotten in other places, but he, he was making sure he was wrestling in the right places. And he had an, enough of an understanding about how the pro wrestling industry works to know how you would have to gain that capital and build a name up for himself. Um, and they've, you know, they've done it through social media and, and through maybe some frustration from fans about, you know, not being satisfied with how the main roster WWE product is. So. <laughs> yeah yeah it's never i don't think it's really ever been done in america uh right. I know canada the rougeau jacques rougeau did an independent show in india great Kali do does these has had these giant shows out there mm -hmm. um but fmw is, is an example maybe udfi in, in japan these are both japanese promotions in the 90s that largely through magazine coverage and maybe some commercial tapes right through stadium-sized crowds 
yeah yeah it's it's amazing so yeah sold out in under 30 minutes to over 10,000 9 to 10,000 depending on um you know what what you hear but um mm-hmm. it's, it's impressive as hell so yeah and i where, think it's where do you go with that you i think know? i think there'll be an all in too i think there should be there's certainly a business opportunity for there to be and I've heard it speculate, well, maybe this will be the uh, the indie WrestleMania. And I don't see why not. Okay. Um, I know AEW in Chicago is going to run piggyback events off of it. Obviously, there's huh. StarCast going on. Right. So, yeah. Well, there uh, you have it. There you go. Yeah. Well, well thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, what do you got thanks, coming man. up uh, on the WrestleNomics podcast? Uh, we're doing a special tomorrow. We're going to do some, some more talk about this big TV deal. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can become a subscriber at patreon.com slash WrestleNomics. You can follow us on Twitter at, at WrestleNomics. You can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Thurston. So, yeah, check us out. All right. Well, we'll definitely do that. And, yeah, thanks for joining us as always, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. All right we'll take care. Yeah, bye. Bye. Cool. So what else we got before we take this home, Rush? Oh, uh, so Big Cass, they changed his match. <laughs> he was supposed to be wrestling Samoa Joe on SmackDown. Um, they did that injury angle with Daniel Bryan yeah. last Tuesday. And so Big Cass has been selling it all week. He worked all the la- live events. Uh, I know there was rumors that he got injured. He was just selling his injury uh, because he wrestled the next night um, in Munich. So, you know, clearly he's got a ton of heat. I don't know if they just decided to ride him out. Uh, or if they came up with something else. But, yeah, so now it's going to be Daniel Bryan against Jeff Hardy, and then Big Cass and Samoa Joe is completely scrapped. So the winner of Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy faces Samoa Joe the following week. We shall see. We shall see what happens tomorrow don't, on SmackDown Live. Don't piss off the bus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. Crazy times for wrestling, Rosh. Yeah, and Enzo Amore is going to be oh, doing yes. an appearance at uh, – in uh, Times Square on Monday, on Memorial Day, at uh, nine o'clock at night. I don't. He didn't say where. I guess maybe Just right in the middle. Times I guess. So he says he wants to thank the fans and do all that. His Instagram says reincarnation. So, did you uh, reach out for an interview yet? No, no. He's got to give one, right? He's got to talk true. to somebody. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Why not right? Yeah. I mean, um, the whole—it's just, all just so weird. Yeah, all of it's just so weird. Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week because I guess it happened. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, that's right. That's happened since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the police found uh, they did not file charges against Enzo stemming yeah, from they didn't the have enough sexual to, assault allegation. Right. Yeah, they didn't have enough to proceed with the case, so he's clear. And uh, yeah, that's that. These there's nothing <laughs> nothing coming of that. I asked uh, Don Callis on the Impact call last week if Enzo's someone they would be interested in hiring, um, and he kind of danced around the answer, but it kind of sounded like not anytime soon. Basically, I, I would wait a little while on that. I mean, people point out that you know just because the police didn't proceed doesn't mean that nothing happened. It just means there wasn't enough evidence to proceed with it. Now. I mean, I'm not saying regardless of what you think about the case, when these uh, accusations have happened, normally if where there's smoke, there's fire, other people come out of the woodwork with Enzo, nothing to date, you know, there's nothing no, to I suggest. I mean, there was there that text instance. message from her that her oh, friend shared. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about this and people have talked about it online with a lot of these cases and accusations, you can kind of look at it and be kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. There's a pattern. There's a thing. But in this one, this was like one of those law and order episodes where they don't tell you whether the per- who's guilty or who's telling the truth. They want you to decide. This was very much like one of those. I don't know. It, it, I, 
you know, I, yeah, if we don't know. Yeah. And that's the thing. So we'll see. But, uh, but we'll, Enzo's going to be it, in it, Times Square, though. Yeah. And, you know, then it also sucks that if you anyone can say any accusation, and then you're kind of always guilty. If you can't ever get a job, even though, you know, you, it never went to trial, you never would never charge for it. And then your career is ruined, you know? Oh, so. it's this whole thing, like, it's shitty regardless. This is a terrible tragedy. Regardless, we just don't know which way things actually happened. Well, um, we definitely know that the cops felt that they didn't have enough to press yeah, any charges. But the interesting revelation, and this was per Enzo's lawyer, was saying that he was not aware of the investigation uh, until it broke on social media, which what has everyone been saying? The WWE didn't fire him because he was guilty. They let him go because he didn't notify them about the investigation. Enzo's attorney is now saying Enzo didn't know about the investigation until the WWE knew about it. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest piece of news aside from the police not pursuing it. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. Next Monday, Times Square. Who knows? Yeah. And we'll have to decide by next October what, what if we're going to keep doing the Wednesday podcast. Or oh, we yeah. <laughs> but we have over a year. So we've got we'll time. And that's out. the thing. The most important thing about the SmackDown Fox announcement is it's all speculation until the upfronts next no, year. No, no, no. This is this is done. Oh, no, no, no. no. I mean, the details, the details oh, gotcha. of how it's yeah. going to play out. Will SmackDown be live or will it be taped? How will this affect touring? Next year in New York, May of 2019, when Fox announces their fall schedule, we'll know a lot more about this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, myself, Raj, Mr. Matt Morgan, uh, technology permitting, we'll be here to talk <laughs> about SmackDown Live. Until then, uh, Raj, what else should people look for on the site? Uh, just, you know, we got stuff from our interview with Ken Shamrock up today. So check that out uh, that Andy conducted and there'll be more from that and Scott Steiner and tons of stuff. So keep checking out the site. Cool, man. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I live tweet along with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and NXT now most weeks as well. We'll be back here Wednesday. Catch you here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.